Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Clayton caught a pig skin running down the field. Happy tossing dimes, cop a million dollar deal. Fantasy football, better know it's real. Tune into the podcast, tell us how you feel. We be going live, best believe we talking sports. May not think it's real, we take it serious, of course. Fantasy football podcast up north. Fantasy football podcast up north. Clayton caught a pig skin running down the field. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football from Up North podcast. By now, you should know the voice. I'm Clayton, your host, and joining me is my co-host, the man himself, Habby. What is up? Not much, buddy. How's it going tonight? Hey, we're uh, we're we're actually on the we're we're looking at each other online here today. We're, yes, we're, uh, we are. Technology. I, I, I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like it. Yeah, it's weird, but whatever. We're going to make it work anyway, just because. Um, so just a quick couple uh, housekeeping uh, couple of housekeeping things here, guys. Uh, remember, if you haven't done so, follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at CanadianClayFF. NH, how about you? At 2-9-Habby. And also, guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on pretty much whatever platform you're on. Uh, we also have now an Instagram page, thanks to Riley, our new graphics guy. Uh, yes. Our page is FF from up north. He's uh, putting a lot of work into this thing, so go show some love, guys. I know we'd appreciate it, and he would also appreciate it as well. And we also have a Facebook page now called Fantasy Football from Up North. So uh, we're kind of getting on all the all the media channels, so please follow us, and that would be greatly appreciated. And once again, just want to mention the quick changes we have coming for uh, Fantasy Football from Up North. Uh, we're currently getting that website built. Once, once that is up, we're going to have content pretty much all offseason, rankings, everything. Um, ton of stuff on it during the offseason, like I said, and then stuff, even more stuff during the season. So we're going to get some uh, so, some guys writing for us. So it should be really good. Um, majority of that's going to be buddies of ours, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll introduce them as it come on. So, um, And also we have that swag coming, like I was telling you guys. Shirts are, should be in this week. So just keep an eye on, on our, all of our social media pages for uh, for ways to win some free stuff because, you know, everyone loves free stuff. And, Habby, you saw, you saw the shirts. They're pretty sweet, hey? I do. I can't wait to get mine in. Yeah. Yeah, you got to you gotta buy one. <laughs> oh, do I? How much How much are they, they going for? Just joking. How much are they going for? Giving them all away. Giving them all away, buddy. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, yeah. We got you covered, obviously. <laughs> Come on now. Well, and uh, we gotta we gotta talk about uh are you done with your intro? No, uh, not yet. Why all right, are you interrupting me? All right, all also right, I was supposed right. to say is now that that stuff's taken care of the stocks of football, buddy. Let's go. We're starting our four part <laughs> we're starting our four part rookie breakdown series today. So Habby and I are gonna discuss rookie running backs today. Um and then like I said on Wednesday I'm gonna jump on um replacing Habby for the day with uh John Chapman, host of the 49ers Rush podcast. Uh, to talk some QB. So let's uh, oh, let's. Speaking of jumping, uh, I believe you have got to go through a table. I do have to jump through <laughs> a table, and we talked about that yesterday before yeah. I blew up the episode. I'm waiting till it's slightly warmer here because my yard is basically ice right now. So if I'm yeah. jumping off, or my we balcony, get some more snow, just pile it yeah. underneath, and it'll be exactly. soft. Exactly. It will be on, and we'll we'll post it everywhere. I'm not worried about that, and I'm not going to miss the table like I sent you that video today yeah. of like I completely yeah. missing the table. I have seen some epic misses from some pretty <laughs> staggering heights. But I will say, man, I I think Bills Mafia. I think they're my favorite people. I would love to go to Buffalo and party with them for a weekend. Yeah. Other than you'd have to jump through like probably 20 tables in a weekend. <laughs> some on fire, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. We've partied many times together. That's quite a possibility, I would think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's touch on these games that happened yesterday. Real quick all here right. um, before we get into our running backs. Uh, Buccaneers and Packers, Bucks 131 to 26. What can you tell me about that game? 
that we don't already know. <laughs> well, uh, Brady came out flying. He, uh, I mean, their offense was moving, no problems, getting third down, uh, first downs on their third downs nonstop all night. And uh, they sort of stifled uh, Rodgers, who the the reigning, I think, MVP. And he should, uh, should. yeah, he should win in my books. And like, they Rogers had plenty of opportunity to win that game, but uh, Bucks defense seemed to seem to hold up, especially in the second half, and especially after those three Tom Brady interceptions. Well, and that's what it was. Like Brady came out, he came to play. Um, like, and you mentioned the third down conversions. I think their first two, their first two plays, I think they connected on their third down conversion and scored. You you need to make those stops. That the, the yeah. Green Bay defense has to make those stops in that situation, right? Yeah. Um. As far as as far as uh, Rogers went, I thought Rogers played a pretty good game up until a little bit confusing. Um, that O line was brutal. Obviously, they gave up five sacks yesterday, so they couldn't keep Rogers upright, which is that's going to hurt any team. Yeah. But that uh, that fourth down play really bu- bugged me. Or I guess it would have been the third down play. I guess. The one when, he should have ran in, right? Yeah, he had yeah. wide open lane. And I mean, even if he didn't get it in, like we were saying, even if he didn't get it in, he get down to what, the one or two two yard line? And then I mean you have a better chance of punching it in then, correct? Yeah, correct. Right. And I and I, I just think better communication I had to I think must have went from uh I like you like we were talking about, I think Rogers expected to go for it on fourth down. Yeah. I don't sure. think he expected the field goal unit to come out because. Well, you could see it in his face when yeah. they did come out that he so, was surprised they were. Yeah. So to me, that's, that's a communication with Lafleur. Yeah. Um, you gotta be, you gotta make your quarterback more aware and just say, Hey, listen, man, we're, I think Rogers would have ran for it then in all honesty. I think yeah. Rogers would have ran that ball. Had he known that basically they were sending the field goal uh, line out anyways, right? So yeah. better communication and there was for him. Some, there were some big defense or uh, coaching uh, decisions that Green Bay made that were very questionable, like uh, especially uh, at the end of the set, uh, first half on that bomb to Miller. Um, just Green Bay was in the complete wrong defense there, and it cost them, obviously. Ah, Kevin King was brutal yesterday. Yeah. Like he, he gave up, I think over, I think all playoffs, I think he gave up over 80% catch rate, I think against him. So, yeah. I mean, they, I think they knew that too, going into the game, right? They were going to pick oh, yeah. him. You're not, you're oh, not yeah, going to go at sure. Jair Alexander. Definitely. I, Alexander played amazing no. yesterday. They went at um, him all night. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, and plus, like you said, the, 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 the play to go for the field goal, was uh, a suspect uh, coaching call, and it cost him, I feel. I mean, you got the MVP quarterback. You got to go for it. You got to go for it. Yeah, 100%. And, and, all like, the, and all the looks at Adams in the red zone. Like, get away yeah. from him for at least yeah. a couple of looks, you know? Yeah, you, on that particular play, Adams was, like, blanketed with two, two uh, uh, defensive backs, and he still tried to just jam it right in there. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're right. And they've they had Lazard, they had MVS, Tanya, they, everybody. Tanya, yeah. sorry. Those guys could catch the ball. They've made plays all game, right? So why not yeah. use one of them in the red zone? Especially Tanyan. Tanyan. Jesus. Yeah. Um but now so now go to the end of the game now. Now they asked about uh asked Rogers about what his feelings are about coming back next year. It's up in the air now. Yeah. Like to, yeah. to me it sounded like he's done. Yeah. Uh, you kind of, you never know, right? I don't know if he'll, uh, I don't know if he'll, I don't know if he'll retire. I don't, I don't think he'll retire. I don't I think he'll retire. I think it's going to be a Watson thing, man. I think you're going to see, you're going to see some crazy quarterback changes around the league. It's going to be ridiculous. But, I mean, they were very close to making it to the Super Bowl this year. He's yeah. coming off an MVP season. Green Bay can't just let him walk because yeah. you know, they got to, they got to figure it out with this guy. Like he's still got it. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's still got it very much. So, well, well and you uh, got to give Tampa Bay credit, right? They came out. Brady again, showed why he's so good in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. It doesn't seem to matter what quarterback he goes up against. He, he like in strikes the fear of maybe he just jingles around all his uh, jewelry or something <laughs> to these quarterbacks, but these guys just continue to blow up in front of them. Right. 
We've seen Matt Ryan do it. We've seen Goff do it. We've seen some good quarterbacks do it. Now Rodgers, like. Yeah, I, as as far as I think Rodgers definitely deserves MVP, like yeah. you said. Um, As far as, like you said, a, to go on the Buck side of the ball, I like the way that they use their run game again. Um, yeah. They pretty much split between Fournette and uh, Rojo. Uh, their receivers were, were were lights out, even with A. Brown out. You had Godwin going five for 110, and then Evans and Scotty Miller both had a touchdown in this one. So, yeah. um, they're playing they're playing conservatively, I think, and they're not they're not needing Brady to do too too much, really. You know He's what I mean? Playing extremely they're, smart football. Yeah, yeah. And there. I I mean, it did hurt. The one other thing I'll bitch about is uh, that uh, pass interference call toward the end of the yeah. game there yeah. um was it pass interference 100 percent. should have it been called if you're going to make calls like that you're going to make those calls all game yeah. long not just in one place so i think that twitter went wild after all that and it would have went wild either way because yeah i mean you could show a picture of the pass interference easily uh, because uh, there was about a foot of jersey yeah. coming off the back of them. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I agree, I agree. So, but yeah, so now we got uh, Brady in the Super Bowl. Wild, yeah. wild times. But all right, well, we won't spend. Uh, we'll jump through this game real quick. There's not much to talk yeah. about the KC Buffalo game. Um, no. Mahomes is. It's going to be great to watch, man. He, the the best. What did I hear today? Uh. I can't remember what it was. Pretty good line though. <laughs> but basically saying, you know, the best young quarterback against the 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 best old quarterback in the Super Bowl, yeah, pretty much, right? Totally. So I think it's going to be a great game. Um, you know, I did see, I did hear a a mic'd up thing with uh, Travis Kelsey and Mahomes. This is why I think that this team is so good. I knew that Mahomes is a leader. I knew that Kelsey was, you know, one of one of those those guys that you know jacks people up. So when Harmon fumbled that ball. Right. Yeah. Remember he fumbled that kickoff. They ran it in. So the Kelsey comes off and he, he goes right to the guy. He's like, listen, man. He's like, there's lots of game left. Don't worry about it. Lots of plays coming. Mahomes came. And then he went and sat down and put pretty much his jacket over his head. Mahomes came by. He said, listen, look at me. He's like, you're going to make plays this game. And then yeah. right after he freaking ran yeah. that one for like 60 yards. And then he got in the end zone, man. Yeah. They gave him that. They got his confidence back. I, I, I loved it, man. I thought, I yeah. thought that was amazing. Um, yeah. Mahomes they, did what he does. They came in and just overwhelmed Buffalo in yeah. all assets. Like they just got too much talent for Buffalo, and just showed it out there. Yeah, and uh, Daryl Williams is Damian Williams from last year, right? Yeah. I mean, they have these running backs that just step up. Uh, Clyde Tiller actually got in from the two-yard line for a touchdown, which was nice to see. And I, I wonder if Buffalo woke up this morning wondering, so did we just leave Hill and Kelsey open all game? <laughs> After seeing their stat lines, because good God, nine for 172 for Hill, Kelsey 13 for 118, two touchdowns. Yeah. And just last game they played in weeks, they held Tyreek Hill to 20 yards. What the hell happened? You just changed the gameplay like drastically like that and then just yeah. get blown up by these two guys. So, yeah, well, obviously Andy Reid uh, learned his lesson yeah. the first time and Buffalo didn't. Yeah, exactly. So not much to say about, I mean, the guys that were supposed to step up, stepped up in this one. And then on the Buffalo side of the ball, I think uh, Allen played with a lot of heart. He led yeah. rushing seven for 88. And did you hear Beasley played with a broken fibula? Yeah. Did yeah. you hear? That's wild, man. Some he of went, the injuries coming out after the fact here yeah. are pretty, pretty staggering. He, he went seven for 88. So uh, Diggs was six for 77. Uh, you know what, man? I think Dig Diggs is a top ten wide receiver, even yeah, higher than that, sure. probably next year. In that uh, offense, for sure. Yeah, and come draft time, like, what do you think? Do you think the Bills need to draft a running back? Do you think Moss is the answer to this team? I I wouldn't draft a running back. I would build that offensive line and try and try and work with what we what you got there. You've drafted two good running backs in the last uh, couple uh, of drafts, yeah. so. I mean, you haven't seen much of Moss, really. I mean, he, he was, he's been, he was yeah. hurt. And I think they do have something in him. He's definitely got a lot of talent. The thing that, I think the difference here, too, Abe, I mean, like I said, Allen did what he needed to do. But the I think all through the whole round of playoffs, they could not get a run game going. No. Which is, no. I think, what hurt, right? They knew that Allen was just going to go out and sling it, and that's all he was doing. So. Exactly. But yeah, so what do you have anything else to say about that? 
Uh, just that you got to give Buffalo some credit. They, they had a great season. They took another step forward and I think they're only going to get better. Like they're going to bring in, I'm pretty sure they're going to bring in another wide receiver for, uh, for Allen to use next year. And I think they're only going to get better. Like next year, they're going to give KC even uh, more of a run through their money. I, I hope they still, I, I hope they, uh, I hope they win this division for many years to come yeah. with this team yeah. that they have. So I thought it was awesome. So, all right, well, that'll take care of that real quick. And why don't we jump over to our rookie running back class now? Yeah, buddy. I'm, I'm excited about this. Um, let's kick it out. Like we, we already know about the, you know, the, the main guys, right? I mean, the biggest, the biggest talk about everybody, uh, everybody is talking about is Travis Eaton, ETN, ETN, uh, Clemson, uh, 5'10", 210 pounds, four years, three-year starter, split in his first year. I uh, had 686 attempts, almost 5,000 yards, 70 touchdowns, yeah, and a 7.2 yards per carry. Uh, his receiving skills were good, over 100 receptions for 1155, eight touchdowns in his career. So, And he finished his college career as ACC's, ACC's all-time leading rusher. So obviously he he's got it all, you know, he's, he's basically a, his burst and contact balance, make him a dangerous back. That's why he consists. That's why we always see him make big plays all the time. Yeah. He's got tremendous top end speed. He's super fast and he's got great uh, contact balance. So when he gets hit, he can just, he stays, stays on his feet and keeps, keeps going. I've seen some pretty sweet tape on him. Um, The one thing I did notice is that, he sort of struggles uh, um, in like the change of direction, especially horizontally. Um, it can limit his ability to cut across the middle or, or some of the multiple gaps in the middle. Um, but uh, like you said, he's, I think he's the best back in this draft class and he's got tons of speed to burn. Yeah. And he's, he, he's also a very disciplined runner as well, right? He doesn't usually put his team in tough situations. So that's the one thing you want to look at as well. Um, I know you say that he's the best back in this, uh, probably true, but we'll talk about it later. I do not have him as, uh, I do not, we'll talk about it when we get to our rankings. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as everything else goes, yeah. Like his, uh, his burst is great. Contact balance is amazing. The one, yeah, like you said, the one thing that you were talking about that he does lack is the, um, uh, he runs outside too often, right? He can't run through the tackles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So he, he always looks to bounce out and then that's about it. So. Doesn't um, have the size or frame to move defenders backwards. Yeah. So like you said, just bounce out to the outside, but that's when he turns on the jets and. Yeah. And another big concern for me too, is he hasn't had a game with 20 plus carries since 2018 so is he going to be able to go into the nfl and actually carry the ball 25 30 times you know what i mean so that a, that's lot, of, my... lot, of, a lot of running backs these days they don't really need to you know they'll get the they'll get the ball 18 times and they'll be able to especially these speed burners because he's such a big home run threat he'll be able to uh give you some good fantasy numbers with those touches very true but he also has you know, with like most of these running backs, are they all have issues basically in pass pro, right? Pretty much we see yeah. that uh, year in and year out. Uh, and he has he has struggled holding onto the ball. That's the one. Yeah, thing he, he hasn't been in the the. I mean, I don't see him being a huge uh, threat in the passing game, really. Like he'll get some catches, but uh, he just because he hasn't really seen it a lot in college. Yeah. So. Um, basically as far as, I mean, he's, he's definitely worth the a first round, first round pick for sure. In my, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like looking at tape and stuff like that, I would comp him to a guy like Alvin Kamara, you know, that kind of, that, that yeah. type of gameplay, right. You know what I mean? He can, I mean, he, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Obviously he, he does have the stats to prove that <laughs> it's just the issue is holding onto the ball. Right. Yeah. So Alvin Kamara, I think, is a perfect uh, perfect example of the type of player that he is going to be for for whoever drafts him. All right. So, okay, um, next guy we'll go to is, you have somebody you want to talk about real quick? Yeah, let's talk about right. Harris. 
This is, I'm guessing, yeah, this is uh, your number one guy. I do. I love him. Yes. I mean, amazing. And uh, this this is a guy that I, I, I hope, being an Atlanta fan, that they actually go out and get because they just got Tennessee's offensive coordinator who told us that he, or, yeah, he told us that he still wants to try and run the same sort of offense he did in Tennessee with Henry. And he... This guy is 230 pounds. He's a big guy, and he's an in-between-the-tackles type of runner, and I think he could have a, he's got elite vision for the position and has steadily improved in this area over his college career. And I think that uh, if Atlanta could scoop him, he'd be a big asset there. Oh, absolutely. His uh, 40, over 45 touchdowns in college, uh, great hands, very versatile back. He's tall, upright runner. Runs with power and determination. I like yeah. to hear that. I like to see that. Uh, pass catching ability is great. I mean, his catch radius is one of the strongest points. He catches the ball and he can go. Um, and he tracks the ball well in the air. That's uh, that's that's huge as well. He's uh, got great vision to find open holes. And the one thing, though, he does lack is his speed. I yeah. mean, you, you're six two two thirty, man. Like, come on, like. He's got tons of power, though. Like, yeah. He's gonna be like, he's gonna get your five plus for sure, but not like the the big difference between him and uh, um, uh, idiot. Or sorry, <laughs> how do you pronounce his name? Travis Etienne. Etienne, yeah. Uh, is is that uh, he's a bruiser and Etienne's a he's a home run hitter. He's a flashy, yeah. That's yeah. what I said. I said uh, he's one of the slower backs in this class, but makes up for it in other attributes. So yeah. Um, my player comp for him going into this, just because you know a strong, powerful running back, the one guy that came to mind was Matt Forte. Oh yeah. Remember, remember in his one. prime, he just like he was a bruiser, like anywhere he Even went, at, like Ask Jacks. Yeah. Like you're yeah, exactly. Jacks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I definitely, definitely like him in this class. And like I said, I think he's my number one. I like him to, to kind of, I don't know, like you said, the Derrick Henry, like try to turn him into a running back like that. I think he's going to be amazing. Yeah. So, okay. I like, uh, the next thing I'm going to jump to is North Carolina. One of my two North Carolina guys in my top five, by the way, uh, Javante Williams, 5'10", 220, another heavy back, uh, two-year starter, did split time with Carter, who is the other guy we'll talk about a little bit later, uh, almost 2,300 yards, 29 touchdowns, he had 19 last year, or 19 in 2020, and his receiving stats were pretty good too, just over 500 yards, four touchdowns, 10.3 yards per reception, so, um, He's improved his production every year. He's become one of the most dynamic running backs in 2020. Uh, he's a big physical back who runs with power, often breaks tackles, gains yards after contact, and his elusiveness is huge. Uh, he's a three-down back. He excels at the ca- at catching balls out of the backfield. He's one of the better pass protectors in this class. I mean, we talked about it earlier. He's, they're all going to have those issues, but there's there's room for improvement, right? He's Nobody's going to come in perfect. Uh, he sees the field cleanly, can cut on a dime and accelerates quickly. And his weaknesses, on the other hand, maybe his top end speed. That's all. He often gets brought down from behind. So unlike a guy like Etienne that uh, that basically, as soon as he gets up to his top speed, he's gone, right? Nobody's catching him. Yeah, he's like, he's probably one of the more well-rounded backs in this draft class. And uh, like you said, he's got he's got lots of power, fantastic vision in between the tackles. And almost seems to know what gap a linebacker is going to occupy before they do. Because a lot of, a lot of times I've seen in his game tape, he would uh, just find those holes on the line. And it was, it was pretty good to see that. And that's where the big, the, the great vision comes into play. Yeah, no, I agree with you. The one, uh, the, the player comp I had for him was one that we we see every every week, Nick Chubb. Yeah, he's that, good. That kind of back. Uh, I think a good I does everything think, out there. Yeah. I think a good fit for him would be to go to a team like Houston or Arizona, a team that, you know, does throw the ball quite a bit. Yeah. And also, you know what I mean? Just, just will re- rely. I think he's going to be one of those guys that will start in a committee 
but he'll eventually take over the reins for a team exactly like that, especially if Arizona doesn't uh, keep Drake around. I think Arizona is going to be in need for a, a, a running back. And I think that uh, Williams would be ideal for this offense. That's what I'd like to hear. Let's talk about his uh, counterpart there in North Carolina, Carter, the pass catcher. Yeah. What do you think about him? You know what? Same thing. Pretty much stats are pretty much similar to to uh to Williams uh complete back has terrific vision elusiveness receiving skills and good decision maker so that's what makes him very productive um they basically ran a split back they were the 1A 1B kind of thing the whole pretty much their whole college career together uh he's very good at taking the ball to the outside but he's also good very good in the as an inside runner reliable hands very decisive an intelligent back with very good at pa- and very good at pass protection. I think he was the better one at pass protection than Williams was. A uh, very dynamic player when it comes to contact balance. Does not break tackles off, or yeah, does not break tackles often, but is slippery to and tough to tackle. So he uh, he can wiggle his way away to some open field when he needs now, to. Now, what, so. what do you th- which game do you think uh, will? Uh, be better suited for the NFL out of these two guys. Well, put it this way. I comped him to Duke Johnson, right? So I think Will Williams (laughs) hopefully goes to a team that uses him. That's the problem, right? I mean, I mean, a lot of these guys are going to be based on, on where they get drafted in the NFL, right? It, I mean, the, the location is the biggest thing, you know, the need is the biggest thing. You're not going to basically put a guy, you know, a guy that's a guy like Travis Etienne doesn't mean he's going to be, be, you know, a top five fantasy running back or running back in the NFL. If he gets put on a team, say, what if he gets drafted by say, let's just use this as an example, Indianapolis drafts him. You got Jonathan Taylor there. You know what I mean? So it's all going to be based on. Actually, he's pretty similar to. Naheem Hines, speaking yeah. of, like, uh, the Colts. Yeah, that's that who it kind of reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I would, yeah. That's – this would be an ideal. That's what I'm saying. He would be able to play a role like Naheem Hines. Like, th- they should use Duke Johnson. But, I mean, that guy's – I feel so bad for that guy. Anywhere he's went, he's just kind of got shafted. So. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Well, then, uh, do you have anything else to say about him? Are we uh, good no. there? All right, right what about uh, another guy that I really like is Kenneth Gainwell, Memphis, mm-hmm. 5'11", 191. One-year starter, he opted out of 2020, so we just had to kind of go off his 2019 stats, and they were they were awesome. Uh, he, in his first year as a starter, he rushed for almost 1,500 yards, had 13 touchdowns, also had 50, uh, 51 receptions for another 6'10 and 3 scores, so 16 total touchdowns, uh, dynamic playmaker with good vision. Elusiveness, footwork, and is powerful, and is a powerful runner to go along with his exceptional pass catching ability. So, um, when used as a receiver, he showed great route running, reliable hands, made plays in the open field. Uh, the only thing the knock on game was his size. Obviously, 5'11, 190. Um, he's kind of built like a scat back kind of thing, you know what I mean? But I'm sure, yeah. you know, I'm sure going in the offseason, he's going to realize that and he's going to put on a probably you know a ton of weight get in good shape to be able to you know be that bruising back he's got a high he's a high floor high ceiling prospect uh and he can easily turn into you know a three down back a bell cow yeah he's and, uh he has a similar game to actually his former teammate uh, in memphis there antonio gibson um he was actually the lead back alongside gibson in memphis uh like you said rushed for over 1400 and he profiles as a versatile weapon with a lot of home run capability. He can he can really stretch the field if you give him a chance. And I think that whoever drafts him is going to play him in a really similar role to Gibson. I mean, I know that uh, Washington had they used uh, uh, McKin or not, McKissick in a, a lot of the, a lot more of their pass catching, but I think that going forward we're going to see Gibson step up in that role a lot more too. And as well, like Gainwell, he's going to be in the exact same role as Gibson in the NFL, I believe. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I've seen a couple player comps for him. One was Theo Riddick. 
back when he came into came into the NFL. And the other one was you'll like this one, Ahmed Bradshaw. <laughs> oh yeah, remember his versatility back in the day? Yeah, back in 2017, he was. That's that's all you need as a, as a running back, a guy that runs hard and can do pretty much anything that's asked of him. So yeah, yeah. All right, uh, who else you got there on the list? All right, well, I threw Ch- Chuba Hubbard on my Ooh. yeah. Fellow. He's on the bo- number of the bottom of that list. I I don't really understand. I mean, I sort of understand uh, why Hubbard is falling in draft circles. Uh, he had an injury plague season, didn't help. His offensive coordinator got changed. Uh, that didn't help. Um, it, uh, But his season, his 2,000-plus yard season in 2019, that just doesn't happen out of luck. Like, a lot of things got changed. They sort of even changed their whole offensive scheme. Uh, he's, he's more of a zone runner. That's where he really excelled. That's his running style is uh, sort of cerebral. And uh, he knows how to find the hole and could be great fit in those outside zone run schemes. But uh, that's where he needs to flourish because they actually, in his second year, they switched to trying to push him through uh, up through the tackles. And that's he he didn't. I mean, his numbers showed that he didn't excel plus his injuries. Uh, but I think that if whoever picks him up is going to. I mean, learn how to use him right. And he's going to be a big, big uh, player in the NFL. Well, first of all, you you failed to mention that he is from our hometown. Yeah, he's number from one. Canada, too. <laughs> you just leave that alone. I'm like, come on. I thought that was the first thing you were going to say. Yes, fellow Edmontonian. Uh, went to school not too far from uh, where we both live here. Uh, I was looking at actually his, his high school stats. Rushed about three years, 458 times for almost 7,000 yards and over 82 Jeez. touchdowns. That's ridiculous. Man, that's <laughs> In high school. You played high school ball. That's insane. Yeah, that um, is. Yeah, basically, my notes on, my notes on uh, Hubbard is, you know, he's fast. Like, lightning speed, uh, strong lower body runner, patient runner, runs his own scream and is, best, is the best in the class. Great vision. Good body control, change of speed on a dime, like can make that cut. Finishes runs hard and gets lower, uh, could get lower pad level as well. The one downside is he fumbles the ball too much. That's the one thing I noticed. Uh, if, if we were to look at his turnovers, um, he does have an issue hanging onto the ball, yeah. So as far as as far as that goes, I think that's. I mean, he has seven fumbles in over uh, seven fumbles over the past two years. So you don't want to see that kind of thing. I mean, it sounds like not a lot, but when you're coming in the NFL, you you fumble the ball twice in one game, you could be sitting for you could fall into yeah. what third on the depth chart, right? You know what I mean? No so, um, and so basically, I think I think that if he, like I said, once he gets to the NFL. They're gonna they're gonna go back to trying to get him into the open field on those outside patterns, and uh, it's gonna tr- it's gonna he's gonna go back to his eliteness that he that he once had in 2019. Yeah, I think it was just like issues like you said. There was that stuff with his with his coach, um, injury plague. But I mean, we were talking last year, coming into this year, we. We we everybody loved Hubbard. Everybody loved Hubbard. Yeah. It just kind of seems like he's kind of fallen off a little bit over one, you know, sh- uh, shitty season. I guess is what you could call it, right? I yeah. mean, twenty twenty was shitty in general, but like I think just and I think whoever drafts him, and even if he does kind of kind of fall in this draft class, I think he's the, he's the type of guy that we'll talk about. Actually, we'll talk about it after, but he's going to be my yeah. guy that will show something. Come this year, he'll get he'll he'll come on late, and then by this time next year, you mark my words, we'll be talking about him flying up the draft board. Yeah, yeah. he's a he's that type of player. He's a game changer, right? So yeah. Uh, okay, and then you had one more. I think we talked about all the guys that I wanted to talk about. Yeah, uh, the one was uh, out of Ohio State, Trey Sermon. Oh, Trey Sermon, yep. Yeah. Uh, he was the definition of a late bloomer this season. Uh, Rushed for eight or 636 yards in his final three games, and that's when he shot up the draft charts. 
and that included a 331-yard performance on 29 carries in the Big Ten Championship. And he's a true power back. Sermon likely will be a valued handcuff, handcuff as a rookie. And the upside, uh, he's uh, similar to, I'd say, A.J. Dillon, who uh, played plays in Green Bay. He's got a similar running style to him. Um, but uh, I like I like what this guy's bringing to the NFL. He, well, I mean, he did what? We didn't see much of him in the championship game. He did get hurt early, correct? Yeah. If I, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, and I, I've seen him go anywhere between... He played in the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, he did. And he he was really yeah. he was good in that one. Um, where did he? Do you know? Do you have his stats by chance? I'm just trying to. I don't know what I did with my notes on him. So I'm just kind of. Like there was his one stats thing from from college. I had. Sorry. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. My bad. I had I had it all up here. Like I said, I just somehow happened to it. So, anyways, but. I'm just, my only concern with him is just that injury coming, you know, is he going to be ready? Is he going to be ready come NFL time? Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he, uh, he was a, he was a late bloomer, obviously. Like, like I said, he, he didn't really, he really came off the rails, like towards the uh, last half of the season. And he didn't, he hasn't really had that full season of domination under his belt. And that's sort of why everybody doesn't really, I mean, he's not, Gonna be one of those top five backs that is drafted, but uh, I think that whoever takes a chance on him, as long as he continues to uh, progress like as fast as he is, uh, he could he could be big for somebody as as a handcuff, like as as like that AJ Dillon's uh, like the first year, same same sort of role as Dillon, you know. Yeah, so I found I found my notes by the way. So I I had his contact balance is really good. Um, he can stop on a dime for as big as he is. I uh, proved he can produce at a, in a larger role, basically like he did for Ohio this year. And the only downside is his speed, right? Obviously. Yeah. I mean, was as tall as he is and stuff like that. And he, he is a tall, he's tall for running back. So he doesn't necessarily, uh, you know, get low with the ball. You know what I mean? In his hands. So he doesn't, he's yeah. pretty much an upright runner. Um, and yeah, he just, uh, I'm not quite sure what he could do in the passing game because he's never kind of been utilized in that, you know, in that pass catching role. In that so who role knows? yet? Yeah. Yeah. He 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 could surprise a few people um come come draft day. So okay, and then so that takes care of that portion of it. Um, is there a sleeper running back that you're kind of you know while you were reading things and going through tape that kind of stuck out in your in your mind is somebody that you, you want to keep an eye on actually come you know, depending on where he gets drafted and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, I had one guy, uh, Elijah Mitchell, uh, sort of an unknown. He played for the rage and Cajuns, uh, and he was, a uh, a three, three star prospect who received interest. He did receive interest from several power five schools, but, uh, he ended up going, uh, he actually only ended up. He ended up in Louisiana. One, he, yeah. yeah, he had that one offer from Louisiana. That was it. So yeah. obviously he had to take it. Louisiana and, but, Lafayette. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what the no, they're the Rage Cajuns. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what they're called. The Lafayette. No, they're so Louis. It, he's from Louisiana Lafayette. Oh, oh, that's. that's... <laughs> <laughs> well, well done, Abby. Well done. All right, my bad. I don't know my uh, apparently don't know my American cities. <laughs> he's but five yeah, foot eleven, two hundred eighty pound running back. He's a senior. Um, he's got good vision. He put up good numbers there, and I like he's because he's coming so for sort of the long way. Sort of he reminds me of Lindsey Philip Lindsey. Yeah. yeah. Sort of he could be one of those guys in the deeper. He might not even get drafted, like unsigned free agent, maybe. But I, I do like what he brings, and I think he as the more he, we'll see what he does in the combine. The more he gets uh, out here in the uh, the big big time world of the NFL, I think uh, people are going to open their eyes and see that this kid can run. 
I believe he is at the Senior Bowl, so we'll actually be able to see a little bit of what he can do this week, as a matter yeah. of fact. Um, because uh, if you forgot, there is no combine this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Pro, pro days. Pro oh, days. Oh, isn't I there guess. a virtual? There's, they're still doing virtual. their. Yeah, yeah. They're still doing yeah. their stuff yeah. in the schools. Yeah. Um, he, had, he had 3,200 yards rushing and 45 touchdowns in his collegiate career. And uh, he was also utilized in the passing game there. So we'll see what it, that uh, if that pertails to anything in the NFL. Yeah, I, I think he's got the ideal build between, to, to be honest with you, to be an all-around back. Um, he basically he can win a number of different ways when it comes to to that position. Basically, he's a very physical back. Uh, the yeah. only weakness is he is his running with power. Right, he's not the most powerful running back. Uh, his burst is really good. Uh, great footwork for a bigger back, and just he runs high in space, which is a bad thing. Cuts too often. And basically he's hesitant when it comes to contact. Right. So yeah. kind of see, it's rare for him to pretty much lower his body to take a hit. He basically just takes one standing upright. Right. So that's yeah. not a good thing in the NFL when you got a giant guy ready to light your ass up. So not a good thing. I think if he, if the competition comes, uh, comes at him and it's going to be a little bit better, he'll be able to adapt and uh, let's, I'm, I'm hoping that he flourishes, in the NFL in some sort of capacity. Oh yeah. And he's probably going to be projected to get drafted later, you know, d- deep in the yeah. draft, but so, so be it. I mean, we've I seen like guys-, these guys who come, I like these guys who come uh, sort of unknown. They don't go to, they don't have the, uh, whatever it takes to get into those big ass, like the big schools, you know, like Alabama and Ohio state and North Carolina. But uh, uh, I like that uh, they come up sort of through these unknown schools and, and you could, they really have to prove themselves. They have to work hard their entire lives to yeah. get where they are. Most of see, them. See, this is Trevor asked me this today. He said, "You said, tell me who who you feel is going to be the next James Robinson, right? I mean, obviously, I mean, I don't know about guys that are undrafted, but he he's the type of guy. Elijah Mitchell's the type of guy, kind of an yeah. unknown guy that could come out and actually, you know, make things happen and eventually find his way into into uh yeah s- starting for a team right my guy and that's the other thing is a lot of these guys just need the opportunity you know yeah like robinson's sitting there like at the beginning of the year like what fourth fifth string yeah. running back in jacksonville yeah. Yeah. and then all this stuff happens you know uh they got a guy that goes down for covid they get a guy who goes down for injury all this stuff happens robinson gets his shot and like just absolutely explodes onto the and scene. Now most likely will be a first round fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the guy that I was kind of looking at that kind of uh, excites me is Jamar Jefferson of Oregon State, uh five nine, two fifteen. Uh three year starter, almost three thousand yards total, twenty seven touchdowns. Okay in the passing game, is not very utilized, but uh the fact he has great vision and that vision allows him to make big plays, break long runs. He's a tough runner. He uses his footwork to make plays. Um, dangerous in the receiving game due to his ability in space. So he's very creative. So he catches the ball. He can have a little bit of space, but he's smart enough to realize where he can go, when he can make it there, and make those cuts and get downfield. Downside, he's a smaller back in this class. Uh, does lack speed, but brings enough traits to the NFL level to succeed, in my opinion. Uh, my player comp for Jefferson would be a guy like Kareem Hunt. Uh, just basically he has the ability to play a three down back, but most likely he's going to be put in that, uh, that RBBC, but he could probably be that leader first and then kind of, uh, give those pass catching duties up to third down, uh, duties up to another running back. Uh, perfect landing spot for a guy like him would be, you know, Seattle, maybe Houston, something like that. Just somewhere where they do already have a veteran and he can kind of just work his way into the mix and not be relied too heavily that quickly. Yeah, I could see his game uh, going somewhere in the NFL as well. Where do you think he? Do you think he'll get drafted? Um, not too sure. He could be one of those guys that is like a James Robinson kind of type of type of deal. Maybe he doesn't get drafted. I'm not too sure. Um, I don't know. It could be. There's going to be a lot of these backs going. I'm not sure what people feel about him though. You know what I mean? I've seen him yeah. anywhere the top. You know. 
I've seen him as high as like say like a top ten RB ten going into the draft, and I've also seen him way down below. You know what I mean? So who knows? And he's had I some guess. he's had some big games in college. Yeah. Uh, so I was going that, to, go ahead. That one two twenty six on twenty nine carries and two touchdowns win over in Oregon. That was that was a huge game. Yeah. So I that, who who knows right? That's I mean a lot a lot of people. Got to see what what coaches are looking at and what basically player needs are going to be right. There's there is a lot of talented backs, so I I think he probably would go. He might be one of those guys in the same situation as say Elijah Mitchell is, just being drafted, you know, in the in the sixth sixth round or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Later in the draft. All right. Um, is there a like I, I mentioned it earlier? Is there a running back that we talked about uh, that's going to finish the season hot, and we're going to be talking about the fall next year, come draft time? I like I mentioned a guy like Chuba Hubbard. Do you think you agree with that, or do you think there's another guy we talked about that could take uh, take that role as well? I I do agree with the Hubbard if he gets put into the right offense and they use him in that sort of zone running. Uh, I don't think if they try and force him up the up the middle, he's going to do much. But the guy that I like, because I'm like I said, I'm hoping Atlanta scoops him, is Harris. I think uh, that we could see him take over that backfield backfield by the by the second or the, the halfway through the season for well, sure. They, if they he wouldn't goes have to, anybody behind him, right? Yeah, they don't have, really have anybody there. there. Is Gurley still, still there? He's still there. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's still yeah. there. But, I, but mean, how, he, I mean, Gurley, how long does he last? Like, yeah, he'll Harris will if Harris goes to Atlanta, like my my crystal ball says he will, <laughs> uh, then he'll take over. He's the guy out of all these guys will have the best chance to take over that lead spot. Perfect. I like that. Um, last question here for you. Uh, is there a running back in this class you think that'll get drafted high enough and then, then we'll end up be basically bust be you know be a bust in his first year so a guy that's going to get drafted high probably if he's going to get drafted that high he's going to probably be used quite heavily in an offense um i'll go with the one that riley i'll mention this one first riley i let riley answer this question for me he is very down on travis Etienne right now uh very speedy back reminds him of a gadget type player who won't be able to handle a three down roll as he doesn't block very well and drops a lot of passes in the receiving game uh, he sometimes struggles getting through contact and would only get tougher in the NFL as it doesn't seem like his frame. He doesn't seem like he could get m- that much bigger due to the, the size that he already is. Could be successful uh, if he was to be put in a good system scheme fit to become elite somewhere. Like he said, like a place like San Fran. So obviously Etienne is going to get drafted high. Um, that's uh, that's Riley's pick on who he thinks will probably bust this year. Well, like you can make an argument because, and it's one of the reasons that Hubbard dropped in a lot of draft things is he's a double-edged sword. Like he could be one of those guys that completely busts as well. And that's why that's the exact reason that he dropped on the draft boards is because we've seen, we've seen good Hubbard and we've seen really bad Hubbard already. Exactly. So yeah, that's uh, basically th- that's how these quarterbacks are the quarterbacks. That's how these running backs are going to be, right? Like you don't know. It's all going to be based on where they get drafted, team they go yeah. to, scheme fit they get put into. So, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Ah, uh, no. That pretty Screw much. Screw COVID. Yeah. Screw yeah. COVID. Yeah, it's getting a little bit ridiculous now. But, you know, that was fun, man. I, I enjoyed that. We broke down some rookies. Yeah. We'll probably, you know, once they, these guys do get drafted, we'll probably jump a little bit further into them again. Just that way we can look at where, you know, where they're drafted, the scheme they're in, all that stuff like that. So as far as that goes, but, that was uh, awesome. Cut, one thing I want to maybe just touch on is uh, what do you think about these coaching hirings so far and some of these offensive coordinators getting passed up? Uh I don't know. Are they getting passed up, or is it just like so if you go back to a guy like Eric Bieniemy, right? Is is yeah. he being passed up, or does he have a job right now? But they're not allowed to. There, nobody. He's still playing. What you about what a guy I mean? like Deuce Staley, who didn't even get an interview for Philly in Philly? Isn't didn't he stay? Didn't he stay in Philly? I, I thought, thought he, I read, he, he. I thought he he walked. 
I I don't know. I didn't actually read too much about. It. I just I saw his name earlier today. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Oh no, sorry. He was hired as the assistant uh, head coach for running backs for Detroit. He's in Detroit. Oh now. okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah, he ended up going. But yeah, like you said, uh, guys like Bienemy, I'm sure he's going to get a job. Uh, how about did you hear about uh, our head coach, uh, the Edmonton football team yeah. head coach? Yeah. Yeah. He's now he's the probably got running a job back. in the. Or, He's yeah, oh, he's you a, already know where he's going? Yeah, he's a quarterback coach now for Indy. Oh, really? That's yeah, that's where he took his nice. job. So they got that's gonna be good for him. That's a good spot for yeah. him. I mean I mean I've already heard murmurs about uh uh Chris Jones coming back. Chris Jones coming back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what I heard as well. So all right, buddy. Well, you know what? That, that was a blast. We'll get back on uh, later maybe this week or maybe early next week. We'll talk uh what do you want to talk? wide receivers next time? Sure, yeah. Let's do it, man. Uh, this was a good time. There's so. a ton of good ones. There's a yeah. ton of good ones. Oh, we could, we could probably split that into two shows, really, if we wanted to. Yeah. It goes deep. So, all right, everyone. Like I said before, please follow us. Uh, follow the podcast anywhere where you can uh, can find us on any platform. Check out our Facebook page, Fantasy Football from Up North. Instagram page, FF from Up North. Leave comments for uh, Riley. Like I said, he's been... Uh, He's been smashing out graphics and everything like that. Pretty actually quite, he's my kid and I'm quite impressed by his talent actually. <laughs> it's pretty good. So, and then shortly we're going to get, be getting a YouTube channel up and rolling where we'll be able to have not only this podcast on audio, but also you'll be able to see our uh, mugs and see Habby's sweet uh, loft. My loft. Check it out. <laughs> check it out people. Yeah. Check out the As, view. That is amazing. And yeah, look at my view of uh, back a, a door with a, a, a Hillis jersey on the back. So, all right, guys, thanks. Thanks a lot for listening. That was awesome. Uh, great time. And we will talk to everybody soon. Peace out. Peace. Titan got a big skin running down the field. Happy tossing dimes, couple million dollar deal. Fantasy football, better know it's real. Tune into the podcast, tell us how you feel. We be going live, best believe we talking sports. And I think it's real, we take it serious, of course Fantasy Football Podcast up north Fantasy Football Podcast up north Peyton caught a big skin, running down the field Happy tossing dimes, cop a million dollar deal Fantasy Football, better know it's real Tune into the podcast, tell us how you feel We be going live, best believe we talking sports May not think it's real, we take it serious, of course Fantasy Football Podcast up north Fantasy Football Podcast up north. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.